Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you'll listen to our past podcast conversations, and if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcasts, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and any online book retailer you prefer. Check out Drive Your Career today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you are looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. I'm really excited to introduce our guest today on the Be Brave at Work podcast. Melinda Santiago is a serial entrepreneur in the entertainment industry. Over 25 years, Melinda has consulted, managed, and branded several celebrity clients and helped them achieve new successes in their careers. Integrity and respect are Melinda's driving forces in this once male-dominated industry. She is the CEO of the Santiago Firm, an entertainment organization, which is the umbrella for Santiago Productions, a film and television production company where she is the president and executive producer. The newest division under the Santiago Firm umbrella is S-Firm Publishing. I think I'm saying that correctly, a book publishing company. We are so thrilled to have you on Be Brave at Work. Melinda, welcome. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. And thank you for taking the time to give me this opportunity. Well, when we think about the uh, entertainment industry, I think a lot of people believe, and it may be accurate, it may not, that bravery plays a role in publishing or acting or, you know, uh, being assessed to be considered for a role. So I hope we'll hear a little bit about that. But before we get there, I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about your background uh, based on everything that I had just said and how you have come to do what you're currently doing. Well, um, I'm a single mother of four beautiful children. I started out in the corporate world. I had some challenges where I got terminated from a job, which I've never been terminated from a job in my entire career. But that kind of forced me into what I'm doing now. I said I would never you know, make someone else a million dollars unless I made myself a million dollars first. <laughs> and right. you know, that was the only way I think I was able to be pushed into this space because I would have never left the comfortable space of a job. You know, I, the only way for me to remove myself would have been to be terminated. So I think God had bigger plans for me. Like, Hey, the only way we're going to get you out of here is to boot you. Right. So we're going to kick you out and let you start your own thing. Yeah. You know, with, Hey, with a new baby, with, with less than $1,500 to your name, you know, cause we get comfortable in the space, right. When we have a a paycheck coming in. And we think that's like, okay, I'm comfortable. I can survive. And the reality is how, how chains are on us and how we end up dying in these, these 
these jobs working for other people. So it became something for me to, to push and strive. And I just started, you know, coming back to some of the relationships that I have made over the years. And slowly but surely, they asked me, hey, we like your integrity. We, we trust you. We like your business sense. We like your leadership. How about coming on board and managing a career? So that's kind of how it all started. Well, when you think about being a single mom, you think about having four kids, you think about starting your own business. So starting from square one, I believe, and building a firm that uh, now works in the film and television industry, as well as publishing. That sounds like an incredible arc, right? To go from, (laughs) you know, it's almost like J.K. Rowling, who, you know, produced the most lucrative book series and film series Mm -hmm. ever. And Mm -hmm. at one point was homeless, living on the streets. what drove you to really, really move from a place of being a single mom with four kids? Because a lot of people would say, well, the number one thing you need is benefits and an income. And the best place to get that is a job. But you chose a a different career path. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it was just, you know, through my years, I would always meet celebrities or I would meet um, athletes just very, you know, platonically, uh, be at a park or something. and, And it would just... I don't know. It was just, they would gravitate to me. We'd start a conversation. What do you do? What do you need? Kind of a concierge situation. But I was married um, young and got divorced. And throughout that, I literally went just like JK Rawlings. I had a period of homelessness before I moved to Atlanta. And it was one of those things that you can't imagine starting over until everything was ripped from me. I remember I was in a Jeep Cherokee and I had my twin daughters at the time and I had no place to go. And we were just there. And I found a, a apartment that someone was moving out of. I begged them to let me stay there for the duration of their uh, lease because they were getting married. And he was like an angel. He said, sure. I gave him the last $450 to my name and you know, moved in a, a roach infested apartment. But that's all I had. But we had a place over our head. And, you know, it it puts a lot of things in perspective of your survival methods. So, yeah, the first thing is I went to go get a job and the benefits and all of that. But when I got hit with some racism, uh, some, you know, my higher ups, some didn't care that a woman was in a position of power. So they did what they could. And that's how I ended up getting terminated from a job that I held and I held very well. And it's, it's one of those things, the drive, it just gives you a different type of drive, a survival mode. So even though yes, benefits and those things look a certain way of stability, I still was able to obtain that outside and owning my own. It's just about getting it done. It is all about getting it done and moving forward. And congratulations on transitioning so effectively. Many of our listeners, Melinda, are people who are in corporate roles. And not all corporate roles are bad. Many people have wonderful careers and work for organizations and stay there forever (laughs) and retire. But, you know, you and I chose a little bit of a different journey. Similarly, uh, I was let go from my last corporate role at a company called Iron Mountain in uh, 2008. And I made a decision at that point that I wanted to be my own boss and not work for a company uh, like the size of the company that I was in, not the company itself, but the size and environment that existed at that point and transitioned to my own independent practice. And a lot of people felt, especially since it was 2008, 
that it took a lot of bravery. And I tell people all the time, I was not brave at all. I had choices I needed to make. And I'd like to think of myself more as a good choice maker than a brave individual. When you reflect back to as you were transitioning from corporate to your new role, do you think you were brave? Do you feel brave? Do people tell you you were brave? Or were you just doing what you felt you needed to do to transition and grow in the direction that you wanted to? I think at that moment, being brave was probably the biggest thing, stepping out on faith, stepping out on the unseen, you know, wondering, are you making the right decision? Because it's not just about you, it's about your children, you know, and it's, there's a lot of things that go in. So for me, bravery was that it was, I got to do this, I got to be brave, I got to step up, and I got to start doing what I love to do. Outside of the decision making, because that comes kind of after you, you know, sit and cry and go in a corner and, and stress out and, and scream, you know, that comes after the fact because it's an internal shock, I think you go through. But definitely bravery led me to pursuing what I wanted to do now. Well, and it sounds like the work that you began doing is in the film and television production industry, and you recently expanded that umbrella, right? So to me, that's another act of bravery to say, hey, let's keep growing and let's keep doing things a little bit differently and have added a book publishing arm to your umbrella. Tell us first about the film and television production company. What type of work do you do in that industry? Well, it starts with uh, the entertainment firm. We do consulting, branding, managing of artists, um, whether it be music or in the acting department or TV, radio, of that nature, podcasters, you know, all of that. It's anything in the entertainment industry. And then I branched off and um, started the TV production film uh, company. I've wrote treatments for videos and things of that nature. I've casted a couple movies, uh, worked on some productions. Haven't done my own yet, but this is where the publishing company comes in for the books. We're planning on taking our books and making those into films. So I'm just pre-setting everything up. So when it's time, everything flows through our channel. Well, it's always a very natural progression where an, uh, a story or an item goes from a book to a movie to a TV show, right? Sometimes we've seen that in life, right? Where there's a book and then it becomes a movie and then it, the movie's popular, but they can't repeat the popularity. The only way they can do so is to to make a television show. And it sounds as though this model you have very high expectations for. Yes, it is. Um, I'm excited about it. I know another part of the bravery is I wrote my own book uh, during the pandemic and it's completely out of what people thought I would write about. They thought I would write about business one-on-one and how to, and how to effectively communicate those things that I'm, you know, kind of known for how to motivate, you know, how to empower people. But this was a book that I wrote strictly from, you know, my mother, when she passed, prior to her passing, she had stated something to my father and I kind of took it and I thought it was funny and I made a romantic comedy. And it's a really good book called Till Death Do Us Unpart. So then that part of bravery is, oh my God, will people take me seriously if I put my name on this book or should I use a ghostwriter name? You know, what should I do? But I ended up putting the book out which kind of circumvented now and like, okay, I see the, I see what we need to do. And now let's go ahead and do it. 
Well, I hope the book is successful for, for you in that perspective. And as you think about the work that you do with celebrities, Melinda, I think most of our listeners would be curious, how do you land a celebrity? Do they contact your firm one day and say, hey, so-and-so is looking for new representation, would like to consider your firm? Do you, do you go out and network and look for a celebrity and approach <laughs> them and say, hey, are you looking for representation? Uh, how does it work more often than not? Well, the, the beautiful part of this is the reputation precedes me. Um, I've built a strong foundation and work ethic. People know my integrity. So I don't necessarily, I don't go after any artist or celebrity. They all have approached me. They all have inquired about our services. So thankfully, I've never had to go approach. They've all come to me. And that's because the, the type of work we do and the results so we get the word of mouth is another celebrity tells, hey, check out Melinda, check out this firm. They're pretty good at what they do. They did, they've done this for me and so on and so forth. So that's how thankfully and gratefully we've managed, you know, to keep this afloat. <laughs> well, I uh, admire the work that you're doing and I love that metaphor or what isn't intended to be a metaphor, but I'll take as a metaphor, which is similar to bravery, which is when you say something that needs to be said to another person with respect and courtesy as always, but tell them something that you believe they need to hear, it helps your reputation. People start to believe that you're a person who operates candidly, always respectfully, but if they think see something that they think is fantastic, they'll tell you. And if they see something that they don't think is helping your reputation or didn't happen the way that you thought it would have happened, they'll also tell you, right? They're not they're not going to just be a good friend or a critical friend, but they're going to be someone who is candid with you on a regular basis. Correct. And that's a big thing. You know, I, I like constructive criticism because we're not perfect. No one's perfect. And in order to build and become better, you have to take the good and the bad and learn from the bad and say, you know what, how do I take that information and make it into a better situation? So, yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we think about when we talk to people about being brave at work is ensuring that when you approach a conversation with somebody that may be hard for them to hear, that's why we call it bravery, mm -hmm. is to ensure that you approach them under the umbrella of helping, that you're Correct. not being judgmental, you're not there to belittle them. And if you are, then don't do it, right? Run right, away, right. And, you know, save it for another day. But if you want to help them have a better work experience or understand how people may be experiencing them better, you need to do so under a helpful umbrella that you're there to help them and ensure that they are aware of how people may be experiencing them. Absolutely. Again, I, I use the word tact, you know, and I stay words. I stay away from words of you, you should, you know, I, I use the words I and we all about how you use the words to soften, you know, what you're trying to say so they don't become defensive immediately and it's, it's brave because sometimes you pray that that person takes it correctly. And, and thankfully, again, again, using tact and using empathy and, you know, just having the right kind of course and, and stating facts. You know, one thing about people can't, they can't negotiate, they can't go against is facts, you know, not opinions and, hey, well, these are some things that I notice. How can we better help you? It, it's all about how you approach 
in the words that you use. Absolutely. A key uh, step in the process for being brave at work with another person is very much in the words that you use, the time of day that you choose, mm-hmm. the location you choose, right? These are all softer. Absolutely. You, know, you used Absolutely. that word earlier, softer ways of ensuring that something you need to tell them is serious, but you're not trying to hit them across the head with a two by four. Right. You're or to, or you know, embarrass them. You don't want to embarrass them. You want to make sure that they feel safe and they feel comfortable. So they're open to receiving. So absolutely. And you know, another key piece to this model. So in addition to what you're saying about being softer, ensure that you're using the right words, ensuring that they're open to the feedback is also asking for permission. You don't just mm-hmm. walk in and say, Hey, Melinda, I need to tell you something, but you might walk in and say, Hey, Melinda, I have some feedback about the meeting yesterday. Do you have some time now? And are you open to hearing it? Mm-hmm. And Melinda might say, absolutely. Come on in. I'm anxious to hear it. Or Melinda might say, look, I'm anxious to hear it, but I've got a meeting in five minutes. Can you come back tomorrow or later? Right. Don't just assume because you have something to say right. that the other person in that moment is ready to hear it. They may not be. And if you try to get them to listen and it's not a good time for them, the likelihood of the conversation going well is diminished. Correct. Correct. Timing is is key. And, you know, it's important that you people have to assess. I think a good leader assesses. They assess the, the surrounding, they assess the situation, they assess the timing. And again, it's, it's, I want someone fully committed in a conversation. So communication is key. Last point, which I think is fantastic, is you have to ensure the person you're talking to is committed to listening, right? If they're not in the mood or are distracted or, you know, aren't focused on what it is you're attempting to say, the likelihood of them getting it is extremely diminished. So ensuring that they are focused on what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And even if you want to be even braver is after you have the conversation saying, Melinda, thank you so much for listening today. Can you just share back with me what you heard? Because I want to ensure you heard what it was I was saying. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the person either hits the cover off the ball because they listened wonderfully or if they didn't, they may not. Right. And at that point, you know that you need to restate your perspective because they weren't listening really right. well. Right. We call that the echo technique. Like, you know, let me know what you think. Give me your feedback. And, you know, some you just want to make sure no one leaves with the wrong understanding. You want to make sure that that person is very much on the same page. And nine times out of 10, if you're effective, when you have to have these conversations, they already know, positive or negative, something is coming. People know when they slack in certain situations, people already know. So it's not as hard because it's like, Hey, listen, we've done this X, Y, and Z. How do you feel about this? Are you happy here? Something again, it's about how you get to the, how you get to the core to get a problem solved. Well, I agree with that as well, which is most times people who are experiencing some type of difficulty know it. Mm -hmm. Um, They may not want to talk about it. They may not want to acknowledge it but they know it. So I think we've shared a lot of lessons today with our listeners, Melinda, in respect to ensuring that you're uh, talking with people candidly and respectfully, that you ask for permission, that you ensure that they're focused and ready to listen to whatever it is that you want to say. Uh, So thank you so much uh, for those ideas and suggestions to our listeners. And if folks want to talk more with you about your ideas or hear more about the film and television work you're doing or the book publishing company, where can they go to collect more information? 
Absolutely. You can reach me anything and everything at Melinda Santiago or the Santiago firm. If you Google Melinda Santiago or hashtag S firm on social media platforms such as Instagram or uh, Facebook, anything can anything and everything will come up on me. Uh, I'm there for consulting. So anyone who's interested in, in creating something new or a new avenue of income, if people want to you know, resurge or rebrand, you know, we're there as well for the consulting side. So, you know, we're just bigger than an entertainment firm. We, we kind of make sure we handle all aspects of the entertainment field. Well, it sounds fantastic. Melinda, thank you so much for being a guest on Be Brave at Work. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate you so much. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope you join us on our next podcast conversation as we further explore Being Brave at Work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on multiple online platforms. We are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at CabotRisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available in paperback, on Kindle, and in audio everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.